This week's episode of Drunk Week in Review is brought to you by the letter L for legal brief, mostly so Cody doesn't get us sued. Anyway, here we go. The views and opinions expressed in this show are solely those of the host and do not reflect the official policy or position of the host employers. Any content provided by our host is their opinion and is not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, entity, individual, or anyone or anything. Enjoy the show, y'all. JM, don't cut any of this out. I want everyone to hear this. Come, my lady. Come, my lady. You're my sugar pie, sugar baby. A little crazy town for your years. I love that song. Uh, Orange County. Oh, so good. Right? <laughs> Fucking Orange County, right? Um, I'm going to make a hat that goes like this. It's like, you know, like a shirt. Like, this is like says stuff. Right, right. That's that's dusty. Hey, man, it's another week without JM. You ready to rip a shot? Yeah. Oh, hey, Prost, Prost. as he would say in uh, unimpeccable Mandarin Chinese. Mm-mm. Ah. See, my Buffalo Trace has been sitting in a flask for two weeks, so it's got some extra spice to it. Oh, I, flask. Uh, I've I've got something, I don't know, I picked it up from... The liquor store, and they say it's Kentucky bourbon. It tastes like a Kentucky bourbon. My mouth is watering because it's hot. Don't remember the name, though. There's horses on it and shit. It was Hmm. cheap. I'll take it. So, I mean, my goal is always to find a really good bourbon for, like, less than 40 bucks. Because they exist. Like, you can get a very good one for less than 40. There's a whole lot of bad ones for less than 40, of course. And you got to navigate those, too. Well, that's where I always, always go to um, drinking not just Buffalo Trace, but also uh, Four Rosies. Yeah, man. Four yeah. Roses is, is some good shit, dude. It, just for a hair more, I think for like 43 bucks, at least in Texas, you can get the single barrel, and it's, it, it's good. Uh, Evan Williams is another good one. There's a couple like old Foresters that are under 40 that are good, too. Old Foresters, good, yeah. Um, you know you've winded up at a fancy cocktail restaurant when they're like, oh, Old Forester is our well. And you're like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, our 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 Jack and Cokes are made of Old Forester. You're like, ooh, well, okay, hold the oh, Coke. Okay, oh, well, I'll take Yeah, that. like, so that's been the fun trend. Like, so did you ever watch Justified, the oh, TV yeah. show? Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, some Timothy Oliphant. Like, would we have no fucking topics after today, so let's just talk about whatever. Like, we'll talk about Justified for a moment here. <laughs> like, another hour of chaos that JM's going to hate. <laughs> yeah, so, like, don't... So, for me, I feel like the whole, like, whiskey, like, as a resurgence... You know, not like whiskey or whatever, but, like, whiskey's still very popular, and there's certain bottles you can't find fucking anywhere, and I feel like all that traces back to Justified, like... That's like the first place I ever heard of like Pappy Van Winkle whiskey. I've never heard of that shit in my life. And they're just drinking that shit and justified as if it just like was anywhere. And I mean, I know it's set in Kentucky, so maybe the rules are different over there. I, I'll say it, man. I've drank a lot of bourbon before. Winkle's good. I just don't think it's worth what it's priced out to be. Um, no. If you want to buy some good bourbon, um, 291 out of Colorado Springs. Is some There's some good Colorado whiskey. New Colorado. I yeah. like Axe in the Oak, the 291 and Tin Cup. Fantastic. Tin Cup's good. Uh, I like some of those Stray Hands. Yeah, yeah. and then um, Th- like those are the, good. Uh, the one out of uh, Park City, Utah, which is also fantastic. Uh, oh, dude, Burai, are you talking about High West? Um, High West, yeah. High West is that shit, mm-hmm. man. And that that's, that's some pricey shit. I bought a a short bottle of the rye and it's just the rye blend for like 30 bucks. And it's oh, still yeah, the they s- have the jackalope on the, on the label. It's really fucking cool, dude. Like their jackalope is dope. Um, the bar that I used to work at around here, the unofficial, um, mascot was the jackalope. They had jackalopes all over the bathroom. Oh, that's and just cool. Like random artwork. And 
we kind of fell into the genre of being like pseudo crafty cocktail lounge. Um, so I, I always loved that kind of like homage to the uh, the jackalope thing. All right, Jay, when you're listening, jackalope, that's the name of the bar we're going to open up on 29 or Williams Drive. The jackalope. There you go. The jackalope. Um, earlier this week, or maybe it was last week, JM hit us up and he goes, I didn't realize it, but the only thing that Aaron rates are beers that I hate <laughs> on uh, Untapped. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, like, that's, that's the best thing. We, like, I like. I just take pictures. So he you has have a, he has a playlist that's called "Yo Shit Aaron Makes Me Listen To," and I'm like, "Shit Jam will not drink." Oh, that's <laughs> wonderful. So it was kind of like a little wink and nod. I don't know if he caught it to that extent. Other than, I'm just calling him. But uh, yeah, that's why I started doing it. But um, my IPA game is, uh coming to a very short end i'm just getting tired of them i've been uh going outside of my like flavor box lately if it doesn't make me burp i want to drink that and usually it's like yeah i can drink whiskey and not burp on it you know yeah Um, or like i'll spend twenty dollars on a box of wine and who am i who do i care oh yeah i'll drink some fucking franzia yeah, like I've got a few favorite Slap IPAs that I'm still gonna like hold on to, but like that's that's a good point. Like it's just not it's not necessarily the flavor profile I'm going. I now I I'm looking for now. There are certain breweries where if they got like a hazy out, like a special one. I'm like, okay, I want to try theirs because they always knock it out of the park. But I'm really more interested in finding. Like, I'm going to sound like JM here. Like, just finding good lagers. Like, just some good classic beers. And because I honestly think, and you've been around this, you've you've been around the industry, that's actually a lot fucking harder to pull off than anything else. Yeah, they, uh, the Northwest is kind of, like, in a nice position, climate-wise, where, you know, we can have a cellar that sits at 60 degrees in Fahrenheit or or does it have to be like 50 degrees Fahrenheit for a lager to um only GM would know and he would know how he would, he would know it in Celsius JM would know <laughs> but also he would also he'd make fun of you for not being smart enough that you did know or he always thinks it's it. a flex to like pull out some like Celsius calculations on us I'm like dude I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, like, you know, I, don't I got know. a message uh, from a, a listener today, and they they sent me a, a DM, and they were like, "Hey, um, know that your last week's episode was a little short, but uh, whoever keeps on flexing on everybody <laughs> didn't hate that he was gone, or at least they said something to the effect of like, "Hey, uh, love that you had shorter content. I couldn't tell you what it was, but it." it yeah, I think shorter is probably the way to go. Like, we're not the fucking Joe Rogan experience. So, like, we're, I was we looking don't... at some of his play times, like three and a half, four hours. Yeah. I just listened to his one he did Snoop Dogg the whole way through because it's Snoop Dogg, and it was very, uh, it, it was kind of like our podcast, like me and you together. Like, it was just very. They just talked about whatever fucking came to their heads, but for four hours. <laughs> it's like God dang. Yeah, like yeah, he's got well, ones like I feel like the horse is dead here. Well, I that's kind of where I, I came back to going back to a year ago because that's when we started doing this, right? Um, yeah, or when I got looped in anyway. Um, going back to a year ago, I started asking the question: So, why does this matter? Um, the idea of media is that you're expressing a message and you're trying to gain listenership or you're trying to gain viewership. Um, but you kind of have to put on a bit of a show and instigate a response. So, so why does our show matter? That's exactly one thing that I I think that like after getting a lot of listener feedback is everybody kind of seems to enjoy the fact or the presentation where it's a couple of guys that get into a bar. They're all good time buddies. We can have some dissenting opinions, but we're all just kind of drinking at the bar talking about shit, you know? Like, folks like that, I don't know. It yeah, depends I mean, on what kind of bar bar goer you are, bar patron. Like, what if you were the guy that was, like, at the bar and you're like, yeah, 
the reason I'm a regular is I've been here for uh, at least seven and a half years, and I was here when so-and-so was still the bar manager. and We used, we used to, to drink to the bar mats at the end of the night. The, yeah, yeah, stupid shit. Like, it's not that cool. You're yeah, just I, at the I neighborhood think you're right. tavern. Um, so many, uh, there's so many other shows out there where they're trying to portray themselves as the most right or the most expert or, you know, but there's absolutely room out there for folks like us who, you know, we kind of get it. We can, we can put the picture together. We can grasp with the straws, but you know, these, all these problems are bigger than us. And I think it's, I personally think it's very foolhardy to go into anything saying like, I have the answers and you have to listen to me. I have the answers and you should think like me. And there's so much out of that, so much of that out there. And that's just, that is the climate we live in where it's, I mean, I feel like it's refreshing that it's just like, we'll all kind of like some, most of the time we kind of agree to different degrees, you know, we agree to different degrees and all that. But like we're never going to like tell our audience that they're wrong if they think a certain way. Yeah. Is there anything that you kind of think of that can come to head where you're like, that's the hill I'm willing to die on? Like, do you ever feel that way? Dogmatic about things? Beans and chili. Okay. Explain that one to me. You guys keep joking about it. Now that I follow like a Texas meme page, I need you to explain it. So like we, I think everyone's aware that plenty of people put beans in chili. Yes. Right. Well, in Texas, there is a thing that's called a bowl of red, and that's what Texas called chili. It's just a bowl of just uh, stew meat with chilies and just, you know, this bright red bowl. Berea. What's that? Berea. Maybe, yeah, but... I've, I haven't had that yet. It's on, it's on my list of things to go find and t- taste. But um, it's just it's an it's an old tradition from San Antonio, like traces back to the Alamo. And it was just a simple bowl of red. It's just spices, chilies, and beef. Like you know, typically it's gonna be stew meat, not ground beef. So that's why no, that's that's burrito basically. You see so many people have like, oh my god, that's like. It's basically just hot dog topping. It's like, buddy, you wouldn't put stew meat in your fucking hot dog. Like, you aren't even, like, the, this chili isn't, uh, there we go. The chili that people have in their heads and the chili that JM and I have in our heads are two very fucking different things. With with, with stew meat, we're just talking, like, it's got to be your oxtails. Or just uh, like, a, you know, a roast ribs. cut up into, like, one-inch pieces. Yeah, and so then it gets real, and like you you let it simmer in all those spices and all that for and hours braise. until it breaks it down and it's nice and mm-hmm. soft, like you know, fork cut. Yeah, yeah, I I love that kind of stuff, but it, I'm very particular on what meat I use now that I've used beef for the first time to do something like that. Yeah, so I made berea, and we talked about this a week ago. Right, how that turned uh, out. Well, I forgot to one, live cast it, but two, I learned a very important lesson. Bones equal flavor. Yeah. There's yeah. there's no way around it. In the recipe that I read, it did call for bone in chuck. Okay. Well, uh it calls for bone in chuck, but I just found chuck at uh at the grocery store and it was thirty percent off. And all I know that I'm gonna do with it is, you know, cut it into one inch cubes, salt and pepper sear it, remove it, and then go the whole nine yards of building the fancy stew. But Berea is just that. It's uh, salt, pepper, spices. Um, I think because it's a Mexican dish, it's always going to call for like cinnamon, allspice, or clove. Um, and you, you you braise it for a couple hours. And then yeah. there, there's two things you can do. You can either eat it as a soup or stew that it is. Or you Red throw stuff? it into like is that what you called it? Would you throw it into like a crispy tortilla or a soft tortilla? Well, that's exactly what people do. They remove the stewed or the braised beef, chop it, put it on a tortilla, and then fry it in uh you know with cheese. You're like, oh yeah, oh. and then dip it into um the broth that's left over, which is called consomme. 
yeah, every time I've seen a picture of a you know, burrito taco, it's, it, there's like a crust of cheese on it. And so that's what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. so I did that. Um, I ran out of cheese, but uh, you have to have it. Like the fat from the cheese is essential, I think. Hmm. Um, the flavor is on point. I did what I could. I did go to like a gringo market to pick up my recipe uh, items, my grocery list. But um, the only thing that I wish I would have done differently is spend the money on the meat. Get get the short rib, get the oxtail, go from well, there. The flavor with was that on point, bone though. in, uh, like just the texture of the beef was off. So you know, if you're cutting it, if you're cutting it. How wouldn't you lose the bone flavor, or I got the salt, or would you stew it first and then remove the bone later and like just slight, just kind of like shred it? Did I lose you? Okay, yeah, he lost me for about um, twenty seconds. Yeah, since my internet's not stable. Um, so what I was saying was uh. W- so you cut it, like wouldn't you lose? So would you instead just stew it all bone in and then shred it later, or because you said you cubed it up? So to me, like the bone would make no difference. But if I was going to stew it and just throw it all in the pot, then shred it later, then that makes sense, and you get all that bone flavor. Well, JM, you know, was the one that brought up the red wine braised short rib, and right. so I immediately googled something to that effect, and and the the short rib was it's the same process it's meat sear it remove it add your aromatics add your spices build it with a broth right yeah and then slow cook it for two and a half three hours burrito is the same process the only thing that's different is you take like spices and diced tomatoes blend those and then emulsify them and then add that to your broth mixture, and then braise it. Uh, okay, brie is kind of cool that way, right? Like that sounds and, good. Like you can eat it as a soup or stew, at a uh, fresh cilantro, or you can remove the meaty portions, add it to like a corn tortilla with uh, shredded cheese and cilantro, fry it in oil, and you're fucking ready to go, buddy. Yeah, that sounds really good. It is. It is. Um, I saved all of my broth, and then I gave away at least three portions to a friend to uh, walk the dogs. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like there's probably a ton of food. <laughs> yeah, I ate to 11 portions is what uh, was projected. Oh, shit. Yeah, I have a hard time cooking for two. Like, er- like everything I cook is like, uh, yeah, we can eat this for a week or until we're sick of it. I started... Uh, That's the only way I know how to cook. I actually bought a subscription to the New York Times like food blog. That thing rocks, dude. Oh, I bet, yeah. Um, they bring in some of the best people in, in the industry to teach you how to cook food at home. And I have just enough about me to know how to get myself in trouble and not be able to do something well. Um. Yeah, I'm it's trying to think of like the most complicated thing that I know how to cook, but everything that I know how to cook is fairly simple. It's like either French inspired or it's Euro inspired Mexican food. And Mex uh, Mex is very it can be hard. I don't know what ex- I'm exactly looking for because I don't know very much about it. But I think yeah. I'm learning. My carnitas I feel like is the on, most on, on like point, complex stuff to cook is like shit I wouldn't care about anyways. Like uh barbecue is complex i mean you got to smoke it right there's the science all that but i mean it's it's still on the surface it's very simple it's just a matter of patience is really what it comes down patience and keeping that fire going i don't want to hear about that but i'm thinking more like i master over here i don't know i feel like uh you know as a kid watching like cartoons and like those like teen tv shows i always felt like oh god at some point someone's gonna ask me to cook a souffle and i'm not gonna be able to do it what is souffle (laughs) I don't know, but I just remember, like, I'm pretty sure like, there's, you know, like, episodes of Boy Meets World and shit like that where, like, they have to cook a souffle or they'll fail home ec. And I'm like, man, I don't think I know anyone who's ever had a souffle. But it's kind of like the Bermuda Triangle and quicksand. We thought that's going to be a big part of our lives, but it's not. 
there's a lot of things that I was going to think were going to be bigger. Turns out, uh, not. Yeah, not a thing. Man, I thought, like, I was really worried. I'm like, oh, fuck, you know, someday this Bermuda Triangle is going to get me. While we're on the food subject, how'd your chicken turn out on Friday? We um, were supposed to live cast all this stuff, by the way. We got to get better at that. I know. And, like, I didn't think about it until I was, like, already, like, doing it. Um, It was okay. Like, I feel like it was almost there. Like, it just wasn't what, it wasn't quite what I wanted to be. But my ingredients weren't on point. I couldn't find uh, fresh green chilies, so I used canned ones, you know. But, I mean, I could have subbed out, like, jalapenos or serranos, but it really called for just New Mexico green chilies. I'm like, I used the canned ones, which, you know, some recipes it's fine. But the ch- I just didn't really feel like the chicken absorbed a lot of that flavor. But, you know, it was it was not bad at all. It was good. I've, I've cooked a lot worse things. Chicken I've never found is, like, a great vessel for taking on flavor. The, no. the winning portion about chicken is that it's cheap. And it's fantastic when you do it right. Right. So, like, I've got some chicken recipes I really enjoy. Like, uh, like I do a bunch of, like, uh, like uh, God, I can't think of it. Dutch, like, uh, cast iron shit with it. And, like, that turns out really good. But, yeah, like, uh, I'm not a fan of, like, baking chicken breasts. Like, that's just awful. It's going to be dry. <laughs> You have to bake it and like you have to braise it. So you got to bring in the oven uh, temperature up to like 400 degrees. And it has to be with like diced tomatoes and like rinsed rice, something to absorb moisture yeah. as much as the moisture is supposed to just get hot and then steam and cook the chicken along with the heat in the oven. Um, bone in. Oh, yeah. And bone I think in. Ch- thighs over anything. Last Thursday, uh, I had a bro date, by the way. And um, I threw down on dinner. I got, like, the fanciest uh, steak I could order and then ate every bit off the uh, plate. Yeah. Um, I was, like, eating it, and uh, I felt disgusted by who I am because I was overeating. Like, it sure. was it one of those steaks where, like, every bite was like, oh, oh like that? Yeah. Because those are my favorite steaks. Like, just the ones where, like, there's, like, you know, they, they seared it in butter. They, like, they salt they salted the shit out of it. Just, it just melts. It was absolutely like that. Just carnal and primal. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay, so you, before we hopped on, you had said, like, you were going into, like, your 29th discussion of the military. So what what was that? Oh boy, um, a guy that I work with, uh, that I look up to very much. He actually built my program out. Um, was a cadet at the at West Point, and oh. you know, I got to discuss with him some of the finer points of why he dropped out, and it's always bizarre for me to meet people that have gone to West Point that have dropped out because I don't know many of them. Yeah. My like life was inundated with people that graduated. Yeah. And that's like a fucking pit, you know, like pinnacle moment in, in a lot of people's lives. Right. And he kind of let on that. It was a really hard decision, but also he's sitting in one of the best, you know, best possible positions within the company. So, it was one of those bizarre kind of like, oh man, you know, you could have easily been my lieutenant or my captain. And I also met somebody that was kind of like, oh, you were in the army. And you're like, yeah, I, I was. And they make it sound like something that it wasn't. And you're just like, I, I'm now at the age where I can sidestep those questions about, the hero worshiping stuff and you're like, ah, you know, it's not quite like that, but, um, kind of, <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's just like, yeah, he I was mean, trying to turn it into something like a thank Jocko, you for like that a, Jocko a, a wants thank you, podcast thank you for about. your service thing. <laughs> yeah. Kind of, you know, I mean, you know, you're just like calling it how it is, letting him know there's some truth to it, 
but 90% of it's bullshit. It was like, he thought he was talking to Jocko Willink. Like, I'm not him. It's not going to be that cool. He's like, it's so Aaron, everything. what knife would you use like slit a man's throat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he was like, oh my God, you were combat arms? I know this guy is in the Army Ranger. He kills a lot of people. <laughs> did you do that? And you're like, well, even if I did, I wouldn't tell you about it. Couldn't talk about it. <laughs> I, don't know, I was like, you know, it sounds like your friend uh, needs to grow up a little bit. Sounds like his friend's <laughs> talking about shit he shouldn't be talking about. Yeah, that's, yeah I feel like, I don't know, he, he's a young guy, but uh, he's nice. Yeah, and like you, like you don't come across as a guy who wears his service like, like you're not walking around in a fucking like an operation during freedom hat or some bullshit. Like there's no stick, there's no sticker on your car. I'm assuming I've never seen your car, so I don't know that. Yeah, uh, which no, but one of my goals is to join the VFW and get one of those hats. Oh, yeah, you got to at some point. Like, yeah, you're probably you. You definitely qualify for it, right? Well, I mean, I'm a veteran of foreign wars. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, my dad qualified <laughs> for going to Bosnia. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's like even before he we went to Iraq, we like went to the VFW for Christmas one year. It was really fucking weird. <laughs> Every like, time I visit Grandpa Chuck in uh, St. Louis, we go to the VFW. We order steaks. He pretends like he doesn't smoke cigarettes anymore. We drink like Budweiser at the at the VFW, and like I think he orders a steak. I'll order biscuits and gravy because beef. I'm not gonna eat beef at the VFW. I'm not. You don't think VFW steaks are any good? Man, I'm just not a beef guy, period. Really? Okay. Fair enough. I mean, like, Texas brisket, cool. Burgers at the restaurant, even better. Yeah, I just, I never had a good experience with beef. Like, Mom, Mom, if you're still listening, I'm really sorry, but your meatloaf was atrocious. See, no one's mom has good meatloafs. That's when you see like at restaurants like mom's meatloaf. I'm like, okay, first of all, who's fucking mother? How much Not ketchup mine. am I supposed to put on this before it tastes like something else? Lord. Yeah, like show I, I, me somebody that can make me good good meatloaf. Like what a fucking holdover from the 1950s that we're still in the year of our Lord 2021, almost 22, <laughs> trying to fucking make meatloaf still a thing. Like, oh, hey, here. I uh you know that you know that pan we put we make bread in meat <laughs> loaf <laughs> yeah like it's just meat loaf it came like i don't know like it's so nondescript like can we at least call it beef loaf so like i know it's beef and not just mystery meat i, I don't know well i mean like you know god bless my mom she had four kids and she was super young like younger than Doing we are now best she could and she was Doing the best she could, but also she had to make a meal that wasn't hot dogs, macaroni and cheese, or macaroni and cheese, or hot dogs, or pepperoni pizza, or just pizza with cheese on it. You know, like, yeah, I think we had four things. (laughs) Four food groups. Spaghetti, tacos, sometimes there's pork chops, there's a meatloaf from time to time. No, I don't remember a pork chop. But uh, beef stroganoff is still disgusting to oh, me. Oh, beef well. stroganoff! Yes, that was hamburger helper came into play. Oh, I still can't do no beef stroganoff, man. I want to know if it's actually good. Um, um, it's not bad. It's just I don't know. Like our moms probably just didn't know how to like flavor it correctly. Like, oh yeah, it just needs noodle and beef. I don't know. This, uh, this brings up like a really funny conversation that I had with uh, a close buddy of mine out here. Actually, uh, Anthony is a guy that um, I rented a room from, and Anthony, JM, and I watched baseball, got wasted, did a bunch of cool shit. You know, like cool bro shit. Same story, just different state. Yeah. But sometimes I'll get together with Anthony and I'll spitball him ideas. Be like, hey, man, make gross food that you grow up with. <laughs> and make it good and make it foodie style. <laughs> yeah, it's like deconstructed I, like, like what, beef stroganoff. Yeah, like deconstruct the stroganoff and make it good. Or or one time I was like, uh, can you make white people tacos good? And he broke it down. You're like, okay. Okay, so what's a white people taco? Like ground beef and hard shells? 
Well, it can be hard shells or, or uh, flour. Okay, okay. Like in my but mind, a white person really taco good? is hard shell, ground beef, like American oh, yellow cheese, yep. iceberg lettuce, and maybe to like basically what you get from Taco Bell, but like not dehydrated meat. You're not far off. Uh, his recipe was more or less the same as what you're talking about. I just, I want to see him take it to the next level and make it like to the point where you're like, damn, them white people make good tacos. Yeah. Like I do a white people taco just like when I do, well, typically actually I've been making it with turkey or ground chicken recently, but like I just spice the shit out of it. Like I, you know, I'm not using the McCormick's taco seasoning, (laughs) but that's what I grew up on. I grew up on fucking McCormick's taco seasoning. El Paso. Yeah, yeah. The El Paso packets. Um, Mom used to finish it with red wine, which gave it a little oh, bit more of. Look at uh, Liz. Yeah. Hey, yeah. yeah, she's brilliant. Just give it a just couple. Braising hey, your tacos just, in red wine. Just a couple of chugs on the pan while you're doing it with all the spices does add a little bit of situation to it. Did your mom like when she made spaghetti? Would she drain the fat from the ground beef? No, I can't remember. Mine would. And like out of first. So when I, when I got into college, I'm like, yeah, I know how to make spaghetti. Fuck it. I just wouldn't drain the grease. I was like, ah, it's probably good. And later on in life, I was like, it is good. You don't drain the grease. But out of laziness, I wasn't doing it. And I was like, yeah, this is better. This is already better. Like you're, you're missing some flavor when you drain that grease. Fat equals flavor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My mom would just like, cause you know, it was, you know, prog to the eighties, like, uh, everything like fat's bad. Can't have fat. Like we need to get rid of all the grease and then I need to go to the doctor and hopefully there's a new like drug with a Fedrin in it that they'll, they'll prescribe me so I can like clean the house for seven hours. Cause it's just speed. <laughs> cause they weren't just handing out Adderall back then. Like you had to like find some like word of mouth doctor who would tell you like how to get a Fedrin from Mexico. Man, it's so good to g- catch up with you. Um, and I, I guess we should talk some shop. Mm, I mean, okay. is there ha- has there been anything in the news, or you just want to skip over it? Do you want to go to pop culture? You want to go to music again? You want to keep talking food? Like, is there anything? I think we should touch on Taylor Swift in a second, just because I know it's going to fucking annoy JM. You, but, you're um, going to have to be the one that takes the lead on that. I uh, know. I'm I'm a I'm a JM on this one. Yeah. Um. Most of the news, like right now, you're like you have two very pivotal trials going on. You got Rittenhouse, which is still at jury. Um, you got Ahmad Aubrey. I might be messing up his name. I, that, no disrespect there, but you have the Ahmad Aubrey case that's like Gentleman in trial from, right uh, now. Georgia, right? Yeah, and like those are both going to be pretty um, pivotal to you know how they turn out. Like I'm, I'm still very much thinking that. Rittenhouse gets off. Um, I don't see a world where he's convicted, but it is day three of a jury, so I don't know. I mean, like, we don't see a world where he's convicted, but also we can see a world where he... Is an idiot. Also gets a job working for Matt Gates. Yes. And then the NRA. How... See, I mean, I would just hope that you know this this person this kyle has a some sort of intelligence about him that just knows like he's only going to be useful for so long he should probably try to find the best use of his infamy versus just being someone's puppet boy and that's what they want i hope he's okay with it yeah, like he's just like he's like fuck like, it, uh, full, full heel, full heel turn at eight at eighteen years old, full heel turn. He just becomes like this generation's Roger Stone. Just he knows he's the bad guy and just leans into it. I hope so. Like I hope he's okay with it. Um, when I was his age, I think I was just as brazen, ignorant. I had this thing about like the George Bush days of. Um, Axis of evil, you know. Um, like we gotta fight them there before they fight us here. Yeah, 
see where that uh, got us. <laughs> yeah. Trillion dollar war that we lost. I don't want to talk about it, the war anymore. I feel like I covered veterans enough. Yeah, we're over anyway. it. Wake us up for the new one. Uh, yeah, right. So we can co- you know, comment on that one. Yeah, I was with the I was over at my buddy's house this past weekend and he had a friend who's still active duty Marines like in the uh Marsoc community and that guy is like, Nope, we're going to China next. Like he was convinced that there's a street just it's pivot to China. And yeah, you know, like it's so then you know, like pull up some news like, Oh yeah, he might be right. Like the, the Marines are out there like learning how to island hop again. So yeah, maybe there's some truth to that. We're we're trying to like Remember how to do all that shit. Because a fight with China would be very much a lot, very similar to the whole like Japanese war, where it'd just be like island to island, and hopefully you don't have to go to the mainland because the mainland would just be a fucking grinder. Well, we just, you know, do the thing the UN doesn't want us to do and use weapons that we don't want to use and. Will oh, haunt generations. Oh no! Are we could hitting the think, rabbit hole? Like, could you? Are think we hitting of... the rabbit hole? No, no, no. Are we hitting the rabbit hole? No, I don't want to do it. You don't want to do it. I don't really want to talk, talk about a theoretical war of China. Like, it's it's spooky. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's scary, right? Like, that's the kind of shit where they pull our old asses out and like, all right, you guys are in reserves. Like, fuck. Oh man, I had a happy life here. God, if you send me over, I better be a logistician doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, d- I just want to triple like... my triple my pay because I'm gonna be a turd. Yeah, man. Uh, the one I did see one. I didn't read about it. I'm just like fucking regurgitating headlines here. But they say we're getting closer to a, you know, women having to enroll in the draft. And I think that's interesting that we're talking about making them sign up for a service that we will never put four again but i guess it's a ceremonial equality measure if that's what women want sure i'm in like i'm okay with the way it is but also see to me i don't know if it's women as much as like men like well they want equal treatment how come they don't go to the draft and so they're like okay fine fuck it we'll do the draft sure i just because the I draft like is the like where this scary I don't like thing. the draft period, and I'm included in the draft, even though my time's over. I don't have to go back to the service. I actually checked the box on the part where did my eight years of active service. Yeah, um, I didn't pick the whole part where I had that commitment. So, if women want to be picked for that, cool. But also, they have an out right now. Yeah, it's like, I'm cool uh, with it. You know. If they want to volunteer, I think that makes them better. Yeah, and I think what I, I, mean, I think what the United States has found is that let's. I mean, like, I think they are better. Yeah, like I think they found like the volunteer service, volunteer all volunteer service is a much more professional army. But I think the what the danger that we've also seen is that it creates a warrior class per se because. The absolute greatest recruitment tool is if you have a direct relative that has served because then that option to join makes sense for you. Like it's not the sell for everybody else. Warrior class, which in effect is upper class. Mm, Kind of, I guess. That's not how they would see themselves. And that's not me disparaging anyone who served. Just I don't feel that most veterans and people in like see themselves as part of the elite. I feel like they, they would be the ones railing against the elite. Well, we've talked about Matt best and black rifle. It's kind of like as a, a soft kind of like a, a soft circle joke, yeah, a circle jerk, right? Like, Oh yeah. You were nobody unless you were a part of the warrior class. The soft community. Oh, right. I mean, that's a whole thing. And uh, mm-hmm. that, yeah, like, you, what have you done? Nothing. It's like, oh, I didn't have to do that. So, whatever. Right, right. There's different paths for everybody. Um, God, I have no big Yeah, topic. so we had Arbery and um, 
Rittenhouse. Uh, juxtapositions to themselves, by the way. It's very interesting that they're both happening at the same time. Like, it's super interesting that's happening at the same time. Just Outside be- of that, I saw a you, bunch you, I guess we can of- talk about that one second, because I, I did think of sure. a point that I wanted to make on that. Is in both those cases, you have white men who have taken upon themselves to basically like commit extra extrajudicial fucking murder. Like it's like I'm out there doing what has to be done because no one else is. It's like uh, you didn't have to do any of that. Kyle Rittenhouse didn't need to have his mom drive him to fucking Wisconsin. The three dipshits in Georgia didn't need to bring their truck around and try to corner a guy jogging because they thought he was a burglar of a, it was a fucking house under construction. Like, I don't know what the fuck they thought he like, whatever. He's probably in there taking a piss when Durham's run. And, and we don't know that cause he's dead. He didn't get to tell us side of the story, but these guys took it themselves to corner him in their truck and then blast him with a fucking shotgun. Cause he's like, nah, I don't have to stay here and like try to run away. So, yeah, you have these both these cases have to do with what exactly is the role of like these wannabe white cops? Like they're not real cops. They just want to play one like and like cosplay it. Yeah. And then and then the Pyrrhic rise of Rittenhouse and like the the Rittenhouse. The after effect is going to be felt next week. And yeah. then for you know the next generation until people can come up with some sort of sober discord or rhetoric, you know. Well, if he's if he's innocent, then that that sets precedence. I think we talked about this before, I and mean, we haven't. Then like it sets precedence. It now essentially quasi legalizes like local militias to patrol neighborhoods. Is that is, is that what's going on here? Like that's totally fine. Yeah, you you got me. Um, like me, you, just patrolling the streets of Tacoma with our long rifles, looking for unrest. I'm sure we can do much better. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this is going to sound like, you know, very gun nutty, but did you see the, uh, the prosecutor fucking... Uh, flag the entire flag the entire jury of his finger on the trigger oh yeah I mean, what, what a bad you know what look. drives me nuts too is like he had his picture taken and he is now a meme yeah no he and you had to know like you, you got to get that moment right you have to get that moment right because it's uh, now saved forever like he's now an nft that's worth millions of dollars or so <laughs> well <laughs> I wish he wouldn't have done it, but also I think people took it out of context. Like for, for sure. I, I guess his <laughs> point probably was to scare the jury. He's like, how terrifying is it to have a gun in your face? That's my guess. Ah, <sighs> man. <laughs> what a I, know, I know. I know. <laughs> Like anytime I just see like flames. such like simple gun faux pas, I'm like, you know, that's not a hard one to get right. Why did you have to get it so wrong? Who let them in the like in the courtroom? I was like, did you hire somebody from the Screen Actors Guild to <laughs> teach you how to speak to an audience, and also? Operate a gun safely. It's like, uh, yeah, it's like, come on. Th- like, this shit isn't hard. Oh, uh, what'd you think about, uh, the QAnon shaman sentence? There's a topic. Three years, not far, uh, removed of, uh, what we got. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, uh, he regrets what he did, but, um, don't give a shit. Like, as little attention as we can give to QAnon, the better. As long as the uh, Justice Department continues to investigate them for um, terrorism acts or acts of terrorism or extremism, I'm in. Yeah, 
41 months. I mean, I don't think he serves 41 months, but that's a hefty little uh, sentence. Um, I don't know if he gets 41 months if he was dressed normally and like wasn't the didn't become the face of the whole the whole January 6th. But yeah, I want to see that. I would like to see that fucker who like left the death threats for Nancy Pelosi. I like to see him get some time. Not that I think Nancy Pelosi's great because I don't. But I think that is an absolute actual threat. Man, I'm not going to Lauren Bobbert's desk to <laughs> say no. anything about saying anything disparaging about her, her family, or violent. I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, and there's just too much of that. As like they think it's like a cool flex. Like, oh no, it's just re- what about freedom of speech? I'm like, man, there's buddy, Lauren there's Bobbert, a line right? and you crossed but it. But what do we think about MTG? Like MTG makes me mad. Oh, because she's an actual disingenuous liar. Fair enough. Like she's like, I'm not vaccinated. Like, and like, there's like records. Like, no, you're vaccinated. You're. I don't know why you're telling your your the audience that you're not vaccinated. You are, you are absolutely vaccinated. <laughs> but I have a business to run. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> when she first got elected, there's always like dirt articles about. How she's like banging her CrossFit instructors when she was when she owned one and all this shit. I'm like, oh god, like you know, you don't want that dirty laundry, but it definitely does just like kind of define who she is. Like she's just, I don't know. Like we've all met women like her; they just aren't supposed to be Congress women. <laughs> we've also met men like her. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's not just a woman thing at all. Yeah, that's good. Man. Oh, I I just. I know you know that. I just wanted to be the one. Yeah, I wanted to say it for the podcast sake. Yeah, I uh, MTG. I don't know. She's not welcome in my house, but um, my, sorry, my uh, my chest is like fell off for like two hours. Really distracted. Is that right? <laughs> What's that? You need a doctor or something? No, I don't think so. I just need to like lay down after this. I well, no. So, we kind of covered the news in general. Uh, there was a lot of like migrants moving on the border in Belarus and um, Poland. Yeah, I didn't really kind of get anything more on that. Um, outside of that, what? Well, yeah, I saw something on that yesterday. Like they've they started turning hoses on those people on the on the the Polish turn hoses on the mm-hmm. folks on the Belarus side. <laughs> I mean, it's a fucked up deal. Like. It's not like the Belarus government is trying to support those immigrants and give them a new home. They just want to funnel them to Poland, like fuck of Poland. Yeah, it's bizarre. I I can't make heads or tails of it. Um, there's a bunch of discord or violence in the Burkina Faso, uh, Kenya as well, um, Sudan, more street protests. More on that later. I think that we can probably put a pin in this. And Hopefully I it's do okay in owe Kenya. you. My sister-in-law no, I is. I do owe you a live stream of something that I'm cooking. Yep. I'm making a Tuscan pasta tomorrow. I could do that. I can probably, yeah, my wife will be having a girl's night, so I'll be home while the baby's sleeping, so I, I can probably fuck around and live stream some, some Tuscan chicken pasta. Could you do me a favor, if that's going to be the case? Is Daddy going to be drinking? Oh, yeah. Cool, cool. They sleep um, through the night. I just got to be I there in case shit goes down. To, I would, if, th- if this is the case, and you know, we'll go on the record saying that I want to do this, and I hope that we do, I would love to do something side-by-side where I'm also drinking the uh, Baja Blast. <laughs> yeah, dude, the Baja Blast your, Challenge, Your man. Baja Blast Challenge killed me from last year. <laughs> and it, and it, if our if our listeners do, don't know, uh, the Baja Blast Challenge is, is uh, Cody basically got a bunch of booze, got a bunch of like Mountain Dew Baja Blast from Taco Hell, and... Uh, Tried them all out. It's got to be like a year ago or maybe less than a year it, ago. Yeah, um, it's it's probably on last January. Brittany was pregnant at that point. Yeah, she yeah she was. Yeah, I remember that. 
Um, come to find out, Cody said that uh, his favorite booze to put in the Baja Blast was gin. Yeah, the gin wasn't bad. Some other jun- the, the, the juniper berries were the fuck it's made out of. Uh, pairs well with uh, the fine Baja Agave Blast. Agave sugar? Yeah. <laughs> pairs well just sugar. Goes well with blue sugar. Who would have thought? Oh, it, well, that's how they used to vaccinate British shol- soldiers in uh, in India. Gin and tonics. Oh, tonic. I thought you were going to say Baja Blast. No. Tonic. <laughs> tonic was the part they didn't like. Add gin to it. Give it to the troops. Oh, uh, yeah. Makes sense. Well, I'm glad we're closing this up because we have four minutes left on my free call on Google Meet because I think JM's the one who has an actual account. (laughs) So we'll ask him for the account information so we can use Google Meet. And uh, uh, follow Tickle Me, don't Tickle Me Elmo for video game stuff. Uh, Something about Fortnite, Apex Predators, and uh, I think he uses Coyote Calls or something. I don't know. <laughs> I just ripped a bong at it. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, follow us on them socials. Uh, Drunk Week in Review on Instagram, Facebook, uh, DWIR. Are you going to don't the mall? Don't forget later? about, do not forget about, do not forget about, you heard me say it three times, the fallen deity on Twitch. Oh, yeah. Our buddy Aaron, the fallen deity. We hope he has risen again. But yeah, uh, you know, next week we'll try to like organize and hopefully my heart doesn't feel weird. I think I just had too much sugar today. Now I'm thinking about everything I've consumed. So I'm going to uh, smoke a bowl and relax and drink the rest of this whiskey. And uh, Aaron, I will talk to you tomorrow as we do our face off. And uh, to the audience, good night and we love you. Good night and we love you. Adios, man.